Welcome to episode one of TC and the Studio. Uh, I'm Tyler, aka TC, and uh, I'm just wanna I want to have a space where I could just kind of hang out and give my perspective on things in the gaming world of of what I'm getting through my experiences. Um, and I was originally gonna do this as just a solo YouTube series, um, but figure I'd make it into a great experience for a podcast. I made some. Uh, I made a dope podcast cover, <laughs> and now I'm compelled to do it. So here we are. Uh, just want to let you know how real I am. Uh, my friends have been waiting for me the last 15 minutes, jump into some war zone with them, but I've been getting my camera set up, uh, making sure the audio is good, the mic was getting a little weird, and I'm recording this. So if they're watching this now that I dropped this, uh, thanks for watching, guys. I appreciate the support. All right, so let's get right into it. So first things first. Battlefield 2042. We're gonna start. We're gonna start low, and we're gonna work our way up through this episode here. Uh, Battlefield 2042. It is. Uh, you know, we're on what December, December 15th, and as of today, it hasn't gotten better. And I've been torching this game since its release because I was hyping it up before. I was legitimately excited. The marketing campaign tricked me, and I have to admit that now. So, you know, it is what it is. On TikTok, I made a few videos disparaging Call of Duty, how Vanguard wasn't going to be cool, how I was not going to be playing it, purchasing it. I was going to make my friends go to Battlefield with me because Battlefield is always delivered. And Battlefield delivered just nothing good. Um, I, I mean, from, from what I played, I played six hours of this game, and this is why Steam will not give me a refund. Thanks. Um... So, so from my six hours experience, what I noticed, and first thing, one of the first things I noticed was no scoreboard. And I don't know, and I don't, I again, this is me riffing on this podcast, so I don't know if EA or, or DICE has addressed this directly, um, of why they either decided not to include the scoreboard or had a date to include it or whatever it is all i know is i'm playing in a 128 player match which seems exciting and now i don't have a way to tell what the heck is going on in the game obviously you have the score on the top of the screen which is essential but having a scoreboard just to track my own my own stats regardless whatever you give me i'm happy to know if it pertains to the game mode kills captures assists things like that um <clears throat> because i mean these matches were you play a battlefield match because a match could be like a half hour especially if you're playing conquest you play it for these long matches i'm not sitting here counting every kill i can't even remember i i don't know sometimes i don't know if it's a credit as assist or a kill depending on what happened it gets blurry so the scoreboard reflects what stats i'm leaving the game with and for some reason that feature was axed or forgotten or i don't know what the deal was but no scoreboard was like perplexing to me i thought it was clicking something wrong in the game for the longest time that i was trying to find it and uh no it just turned out that it wasn't there at all for whatever whatever reason they have um game looks beautiful though i mean i i i can't really say graphics are a positive because if you're building on any engine that's relevant you're, you should get good graphics especially when you're, you're dice in ea you have the money to put the graphics there. If this was if this was an indie studio making this game and they came out with it and it looked like this. Oh, I'd be blown away. They get so much credit for the development and everything like that. AAA studio, I appreciate the good graphics. It's a beautiful game. I wish it was playable, which is the issue. There's no point of having 
you know, it's a shame to have such a beautiful game be not that playable. And I know not everyone feels this way, so I'm not here to speak for everybody. But I know a lot of people have to agree with me. And before I continue on in this little mini Battlefield bash review, um, I'm I'm a huge Battlefield fan and have ridden for this game hard. And the last few releases have, have been rough to get through, but this one seems to be taking the cake right now. And, you know, I hope that they can turn it around, but I just, I don't see how. Scoreboard is an easy thing to implement, or you would think. I don't have that much technical knowledge. Uh, but you would think scoreboard is easy to implement. But if it's an issue with how many players are in the game, then why, why do we have a 128-player game with no scoreboard? So, yeah, if you can't have a scoreboard because there's 128 players in the game and it's too big to, to handle it, I guess. I, I don't know. Then I don't. And then let's roll with the regular 64. You hear larger maps, you get excited. I'm a sniper. So the more long range snipes I have to even try, um, the better that sounds, especially with this being a, a modern or, f you know, future modern game. So I'm, I don't have the limitations of old weapons. I should have current or better weapons, depending on the scopes and things you put on there. Um, and it should be fun to grind as a sniper to unlock the scopes, unlock the things where I can really get some range and then get some battlefield clips where you are taking a crazy long snipe across the map or out of a plane or all these crazy things. Uh, the problem with the map design is it feels like a lot of the map is useless or pointless to go to, especially playing objective based games. You know, I understand that while some objectives are easier to hold or easier to attack or to, you know defend i guess i just said the same thing but you know some objectives are the objectives you fight for that are always up for grabs and what probably will win you the game and some objectives depending on the spawn are the ones that you know you can hold easy the maps here feel like there's so much space between certain areas that it's almost it's just useless it's no man's land and I'm here for, I love a realistic feel, but for me to respawn back after a death to run through a lot of useless part of the map where there's no real functionality, I can't really get a good look at most things, there's no one really there to then, you know, possibly get closer to objective to get run over or murdered by a squad that I happen to roll up on or just something. It takes me so long to get back and do the action that when I inevitably die again, going through trudging through this um so i mean i you know map design that could be fixed with either re-releasing some of these or adding to them or most likely when they ever they release new maps but i they probably don't have a plan to release new maps anytime soon so i don't think that's an issue it's gonna be fixed right away um so it's just a little disappointing you know you want you want big maps and in the past they've done big maps that have given you much more area to explore and to play in while at the same time, mostly everything feels pretty useful, or at least has a function. And while I get it, sometimes areas on the map are dead because the combat's happening elsewhere. Generally, the combat happens to roll back through, or some sort of shift happens. Or if I want to insert myself into the action rather than standing back sniping, maybe I want to get into there a little bit. Um, it's usually not that far. This, these maps have been excruciating far now if they've had an update that has fixed that when i'm recording this right now and i just don't know it then okay cool glad it happened uh again i played this game for six hours and the last time i played this game was november 13th 
maybe I got in the 12th because I believe in Battlefield so much that I bought the gold package that now now I just have it's just sitting on my computer so I'm gonna my determination is I'm gonna force myself to to play Battlefield for content and to possibly stream it and to hopefully be able to capture a resurrection of what could be a very great game if Dice and EA can do some fan service and 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 really put some manpower and, and money behind fixing a game. But as of right now they released a they released a beta which felt more like an alpha phase with all the issues that were happening. Then the full release is really a what should be a beta because because of all those issues and there's still more and they're still working on it and now we're at a full release that is not i mean it's a functional game for the most part i guess but it's just not fleshed out it's not complete i feel like i'm playing i feel like you know i'm playing through a beta where maybe i paid a certain amount of money to help them keep developing the game but this is a triple a game <clears throat> coming from a studio with a lot of money i should be getting a finished game with content to come but not having things where the map, you know, you get bad maps, I understand. But useless big maps, um, 128 player matches that your player base is doing things so much now that how are we going to fill those with, you know, the regular, the usual bug and glitches. Uh, but you, you get less leeway the more things you get wrong. So the bug and glitches really send it over the top because it's now like, where was the time? This game released like that and there's no bugs. And okay, we can at least say you spend a lot of time on the bugs, maybe too much, but all these glitches and bugs are happening, then, you know, it feels like the time was all spent on the visuals. It looked great. No doubt about that. It looks amazing. And that's why the marketing campaign did so well, but um, now, unfortunately, we have to try to play this game, and, you know, I, I, I feel like the people still in there are the ones that like Battlefield for the Battlefield mechanics, and you definitely have that in there. Um, and, and... I, I, I just they just want to drop in and say they're playing Battlefield I guess I, I'm not sure I could be totally off base with that and I'm open to being off base but this is just coming from my little rant right now um, and I'm, I'm going to be one of those players I mean principally I paid for the game no, and, and Steam won't give me the money back so I'm, I'm out that money so I might as well get some sort of use out of this and since I'm forcing myself to play a game that it's not going to be enjoyable, at least at first, or may not be enjoyable for another three to four months, then I uh, might as well get some content out of it. Might as well try to make some videos. And I don't want to make videos constantly bashing the game. Um, so, you know, if I feel like things are happening or the how I report on updates, you see a video on my YouTube channel about Battlefield, I... I I'm I'm not gonna focus on just bashing and saying what's wrong with this game all the time. I'm probably just gonna give my honest take. Um, my most negative video that I have planned in my head right now is probably gonna be the one where I say there's no more videos about Battlefield. Um, and honestly, if they can't get this game turned around, whatever the next installment is, I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm not. I'm. I was a a very hard fan. I'm I'm not that hardcore to keep going. I I will wait on that. Like I should have waited on this game, but I was I was an eager beaver. I didn't think I was buying Vanguard. I purchased Battlefield thinking I had two plus months to wait for Halo. 
or Halo multiplayer. Halo multiplayer. So I bought it. I was like, they can fix, you know, okay, buggy, glitchy, whatever, they'll fix it. And now we have multitude of issues. Um, so there's other things I think about the game. I just don't want to drone on about Battlefield and how it just broke my heart for so long. Um, but of course, if we, I can deep dive into that on a separate video or, or things that I want to see. I think I would make it more of like a love letter to EA Dice. Here's all the things that the players want. I know what I'm thinking is not that much different from what everyone's reporting on Reddit or around. Um, so he, here it is. Implement these over the next couple of months and you'll get your player base back and then some. Because uh, I imagine too, there's a lot of people like me who I have the game, even if I, un, even if I you know, uninstall it from my computer, if two months from now it came out that, oh my God, these new maps are amazing, the functionality and all these positive reviews came out of nowhere easy redownload I already have it so there's a lot of potential people that you know purchase the game like myself that maybe uninstalled or just haven't touched it that you can get back in with these updates so I, I hope that's the case and I I think it would be cool if I made a series and, and got to chronicleize that or I just say hey um hey guys no more battlefield content um I'm I'm tapping out let me know if something happens so that's Battlefield. That's the lowest point we'll hit. Now we're only going to march up. So I guess that'll naturally take me to Call of Duty Vanguard, a game that I was trying to boycott actively that I thought I was not going to buy. And I was telling my friends not to buy it. They didn't feel the same. I was trying to change their mind. Um, but now I own it. I'm playing it and eating humble pie with it since its release. Um, and and all in all, it's a good it's a good Call of Duty game. I mean, it's a call it's a Call of Duty game, and it's good. What I mean to say, uh, as far as multiplayer, with the modes and things, um, it, I'm interesting. I'm still trying to kind of figure out what I like between the different uh the different modes of like blitz and assault and all and tactical tactical. Um, I like the idea. I right now I don't besides t besides you know the numbers changing too much. I, I don't. I don't mind. It's not a thing where I try to actively avoid one of those modes or not. So it's just kind of, I'm still going to know the maps and everything like that. So, um, so it's a cool feature. Um, kind of like the idea behind it there, the, the multiplayer plays really well. It plays like modern warfare 2019 did, which I, of course goes back to, you know, what we all love about modern warfare games. And that is the type of call of duty that I absolutely love. I love the feel of this multiplayer and the guns. Um, we're taking a step back, <laughs> which I was worried about going back uh, to World War II because, you know, we just got we just got our Modern Warfare 2019 and I couldn't get enough of that game before it was cold. And, then, you know, then it's Cold War. OK, we're going back to the 80s, which is fine, but it's 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 different. Obviously, that multiplayer felt differently. So they announced Vanguard that now we're stepping even further back. Uh, I was a little apprehensive, and even though I knew it was going on the same engine, you, you just never know, can they recapture that between the game modes, the maps, and everything else they want to implement. Um, and I was judging Vanguard's handling based on how Warzone has been being handled this entire time. Um, I've been pretty much exclusively playing Warzone since Call of Duty released it. Um, had him on a Warfare 2019, friends and I played multiplayer. It's fun. And we just kind of went to Warzone because it was it's the same game except a battle royale, and we love you know we love our BRs and 
um honestly the multiplayer war zone was we were we were playing a lot so we just weren't that intrigued by team team deathmatch or anything else we played and we wanted the br to be something different and we loved it warzone is a great game they may and we'll i'll touch on this right after this but warzone's great so that really drags us over there cold war comes out digging the multiplayer kind of like it kind of you know black ops multiplayer it, it was fun but I, I, we just go right back to warzone because that's where we've been doing the most and at that point we were really pushing for wins and trying to get over 100 wins with you know our group and trying to get other people in our group or who play with us over 100 wins so you know we had a good focus on warzone and the content was there but then the hackers were coming in um and then up until the vanguard release obviously we all know how activision has been ignoring the hacking stuff i mean yes they've been banning accounts but you can make a new account there's no permanent bans there's no hard bans it was okay we banned fifty thousand accounts and then tomorrow we got fifty thousand new accounts like yeah um and and the problem became prevalent where it was like you know it went from how many man like me and my friends saying to each other you know how many matches we're not going to get off until we at least get a win and then bid warzone went you know how many wins can we get tonight out of these 10 matches we play we want five wins or something like that um we were just super ambitious to how many matches can we get through without running into a hacker then just a couple months ago turned into how many matches can we stomach before we're going to quit out? And up until about Vanguard release, it was like three matches. A lot of nights we were pumped for Warzone in the group chat, like they are in the group chat right now as I'm recording this podcast. Um, you know, we were, we were excited for it. And then two matches in, maybe on the third of saying, let's just try one more. And we just got, dis- you know, we were so disappointed. We were just so defeated because, you know, we're not. We're not the anti-hacker players. We're just people who like to play. We like to take it competitively, but on you know even ground. And when you just get beamed from across the map or snipe out of the sky as I'm falling in from the gulag or something, it's just just makes you want to put the controller down and literally do anything else, anything else. So you know, I had no faith in Vanguard feeling as good as multiplayer. I know I want to play on Warzone anyway, so I'm not really excited to go back to multiplayer. Um, but Warzone's kind of waning anyways, and of course the Activision Blizzard stuff is all coming out around this time, and I'm just, okay, I don't want to, how do I support this company? I'm playing a free-to-play game. Clearly their eye is not on the ball with anything right now, especially for the hackers, like you can get the situation, and yes, I know you have hacker software coming out, great, but it's been going on so long, and is this actually going to work, and all these things. Um, but the Battlefield 2042 release bombed so hard I can't touch that. So my friends who were playing Call of Duty, who were making fun of me for me making all the stuff I said prior to Vanguard coming out, I just broke down and and bought Vanguard so I could play with them. And so right now, pretty much Call of Duty is living off of my friends and I playing it, and that's how I stay connected with them. Um, you know, if I didn't have a dedicated group that I play with, I'm, I'm probably never touching these games. I'm not jumping in with random people to play this game because I love the game so much. I'm I like the game and my friends are are really the driving force to get me there so um you know battlefield 2042 has got a long way to go cod's here um i'm fatigued of a yearly cod release so you know i'm i'm not even thinking about what they're going to do next year i'm not excited for whenever they announce the next one um i miss the days of really getting to sit with a release for a while 
I hope they get back to that as games are becoming more digitally updated now. Um, you know, obviously they're still making sales by coming out with a brand new version of Call of Duty every year. Uh, I just would like to go back. <laughs> uh, I'd like to stay Vanguard for a year or two and just keep adding to the game. Uh, you know, and fleshing it out and the weapons and and doing the same with Warzone. I mean, Warzone's been successful and the whole BR thing of being able to change maps and stuff like that is a, is a good addition for that game mode. But um, I would love to sit with just Vanguard for a while before the next release. So that way they can really put all their all into the next release. And I don't care if it was every other year. I'll take that. It's a little break. Every three years would probably be great, but they're going to stick with the yearly because it makes money. I get it. Um, so, you know... Call of Duty again, Warzone, we'll just keep going with it. Um, Pacific Update has been super fun. Pacific Map is exactly the type of map that I, myself, and the people I play with have been waiting to play on. It, it was We were excited when they said bigger map. Of course, you never know how that works out, a.k.a. BF. Um, but it just it was a good prospect of, of more places to explore. You see the pictures, looks exciting. There's some new terrain, some different things. You know, Verdansk was a great map, and that's how they were able to rock out with a solid player base for a year and a half. You have a really great game and a really great map. They, The Warzone team killed it. Uh, so knowing there was an update on the horizon and, of course, anti-cheat coming with it is is a huge plus. And I, I honestly haven't played enough to have my favorite parts of Pacific and my least favorite parts of Pacific. I like it all i like the entire map there's some parts where i get stuck and it is what it is um i know people are complaining that you know there's foliage and things and people could camp and they could sit there and camping but i, I think that that issue goes away with as people get more used to the map you'll know those areas and you know we played for a dance for so long you knew where people were camping there was campers in that game and plenty of areas to do it yeah it's a little bit more open field with uh pacific pacific and areas to camp and bushes and things, but those things can be fixed. I mean, if there's an issue with like a cliff side where you can hide in a bush and never be seen, but snipe out of it, they can take that bush out of there. It's, it's an easy update to do or an area, you know, Hey, let's keep an eye up here. I absolutely love the map though. I have no <laughs> recommendations for changing it. I'm, I'm exploring it. Um, do you know, it really brings in this, this PUBG BR feeling that feels great. And honestly, if we're being real, the Pacific update is Call of Duty made PUBG. And you know, I think, I don't know if that's exactly what they're going for, but it tells me they were heavily influenced by it. And I don't know how the makers of PUBG feel about it. But, you know, with, with Blackout, I think it was like Call of Duty trying to make a Call of Duty BR. I don't even know if that's right, but I mean, it was just the wrong area for Call of Duty with the BR. For me, it was a little bit too bright, too colorful. I didn't like how it played at all. They added the zombies in, which was a cool feature, but nothing that really wanted to keep me going. I, you know, they made some effort to add Call of Duty things to it, but it was it was neither good enough of BR and good enough of Call of Duty to, to make it happen. I don't know what train of thought they got on for Warzone uh, when they released Verdansk, but whatever it was, I think I. Th I think maybe we can say Blackout was Call of Duty trying to do Battle Royales. And then Warzone was Call of Duty doing a Call of Duty Battle Royale. Which, the difference, in the phrasing slight, but in, in practice is huge. You know, Verdansk 
again, I had no complaints other than after a while we just had the same map. But it wasn't the issue with the Verdansk map. It's just I fatigued. I played this map so much, so many drops. It came out during COVID. We were quarantined in the house for three months straight. Me and my friends were on this game as if we were all professional streamers and players. You know, you just got fatigued. But the map itself was still a very good map. I didn't get sick of the map. I just wanted something new. Because it's Battle Royale. You're going to have a new map and a new mode coming out every, you know, six months to a year, maybe. Um, so, you know, when they, I think how the Warzone team approached it, they, they nailed it and, you know, hats off to them because <laughs> the real testament to that game was even at the height of all the hacking that's still kind of going on that we're, we're waiting to see how it fixed with Ricochet, but even with all the hacking issues where it was like every other game, I had a hacker in the lobby and I know the same thing was happening for streamers and obviously they deal with stream sniping and, and everything else. To have all of this that usually drives your base away so fast, especially if you just let it happen with these soft bands or, you know, trying to get them out of here, but not being able to be successful in that. But yet me and my friends still want to drop in. We still want to get that win through the hacks. We were like, if we get a win now, it's even better because now we're not only better than the other players, we're better than the other players and possibly people who are using these cheating systems to either whether it's aimbot or wall hacks or whatever it is. So it kind of gave us a more of a chip on our shoulder, but the gameplay, the mode, everything was so good. We just wanted to get right back in and some nights were better than others. Um, so Pacific's here. It's, it's, they're, they're rolling <laughs> just like they did with the friend dance release. It's super strong map. I know not everyone feels the same. Uh, that that's just from my perspective. If you play like me, you probably have been enjoying the map. I have plenty of this map to explore and to figure out a uh, friend just sent, um, secret locations into our group chat of a map today they're playing right now <laughs> again so when i jump in with them hopefully they have some good stuff to report um but it's it's, it's a great mode um but yeah I, I don't know if they intentionally made PUBG. I i don't know what they brought in because it's if it it's like a color more lively colored PUBG map kind of gives you that that feeling and they nailed it so you know Hats off to them for that. I, I can't wait to play more of it. And if the anti-cheat, if Ricochet is as successful as we hope it will be, then they got a lock for Battle Royals for another year. And I, I don't, can't even think of it. I'm not even going to say in a year you should have a new map. We'll see how it plays out between the events and stuff that are happening. Um, and they might may have this one bigger, anticipating some cooler events, so we'll, we'll see. But I'm excited for what the Warzone team's going to bring, and I'm just going to hang out in COD Vanguard with some multiplayer, up the up the guns, do something different. If we have six people on one night, then we'll jump into multiplayer where, you know, four or less, we could play some Warzone. So it's good to have options at least. So thank you, Call of Duty. Now just get the Activision Blizzard stuff, get that straightened away. Because we need to be better business practicing to hold on to the boys. Well, I guess that's that's the only negative thing I can say is they got to figure out the business end because they have the ability to make good games and hire the people in the right teams to make good games. Problem is, why are you uh, you know the allegations of all the firings and all these misconducts that are coming out? You know, you hopefully they fix that and make the the culture at their business what it should be, so that way Caldera can get the proper attention deserved. I know right now they're dealing with a walkout because of, of wrong. I don't know if it's wrongful terminations or terminations that the employees disagree with based on what I read. Sounds pretty messed up as well. So I, I hope some new leadership steps in over Activision Blizzard. Um, probably need more than just one new leader, though. They probably need a lot of internal organization changes and 
We're, we'll see. That's the only thing that I can think of that can kill Warzone at this point. Because um, the gameplay is great. Guns are great. Map is fantastic. Battle Royale is fun. Vehicles are good. The planes are awesome. I've crashed at so many planes. I have not successfully driven one plane. I'm not a pilot, but I'm going to try. Um, so we'll just kind of wait and see what happens with the business end of their thing. And uh, see if that lands, lands them. But luckily, in the midst of all that, Battlefield breaking my heart and Call of Duty reluctantly pulling me back in, we get Halo Infinite multiplayer early. And that honestly probably saved my sanity in November. That was lining up to be a very tough month. I have a game I can't play with money I can't get back and put toward another game I'll actually play. I have Call of Duty where I'm just eating my own words and taking humble pie slices every time I load into a match with my friends and thinking about all the videos and TikTok that I made uh, of kind of saying I'm never going to play Vanguard and all that stuff. Um, 343 did me a solid and said, hey, we hear things are going rough out there in the first-person shooter world, so let's give, you, let's give you Halo Infinite right now. Multiplayer for free. We'll give you the campaign in December, but you can get some multiplayer. Um, and I did a little review on this, uh, I did a, a review video not too long, like a week after Halo came out after playing it, um, to give 343 some props, um, and uploaded that on my TikTok, TC Studios, check it out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, man, I'm dying, hold on, let's take a little water break here. Uh, so yeah, so 343, not Bungie, making a Halo game, we get it. Uh, very tough expectation to live up to because of... The Halo franchise, uh, get it out uh, right away for me. I haven't played a Halo game since Halo 3. I dabbled in Halo 5 because I got it for free with Game Pass. And then my friend said, hey, you know you have Halo 5 for free. I said, yeah, I'll try it. Played a couple of matches. It was cool. It was definitely nice. Be like, oh, Halo. But that was about it. Getting my hands on this multiplayer of Halo Infinite. Again, the marketing campaign did its job. I was excited to play. It's free. But why would I not play it? Even if it's decent, it's free. You know, I don't have to buy the battle pass if I don't care about what's in the battle pass. Um, and yeah, you at the time of that review and at the time right now, it's been a you know about a month or so, and it's I I love it. Not perfect by any means, but no one's gonna release a perfect game. But there are but three four three is on top of of the issues. You know, from the gate when the game came out and people were reporting, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong. They were at least interacting with the community and saying, yep, we're gonna, yep, patch is going live for that. Okay, battle pass too grindy. All right, we'll, you know, release daily challenges for more XP and add some options there because it's taking forever, which I've played this game a lot and I'm only on level 51 and I've been using double XP tokens and everything like a crazy person. And I don't, usually I'm, I'm not the person that minds a grind so much, but geez. But Battle Pass also is going to May. So, you know, at the same time, I'd rather be in this position than be like, yeah, I just finished Battle Pass. And now i got to wait like six months. Uh, but they're on top of it. You know, 343 did their job. They, they went forth to make a great Halo game. Can't speak for the campaign. I, I haven't played it, and I don't think I will. I'm just not, I'm not the campaign player. Um, I, my type of play style is a reason why multiplayer killed campaigns and why games like Battlefield aren't doing campaigns or Call of Duty's, you know, phasing them out. Um, so apologize for that, guys. My bad. I'm just, I'm, unless the campaign is amazing and people say, oh my God, it's so amazing, you have to play it. I might try it, but 
I'm already out money on Battlefield, so I can't, I can't go down more. <laughs> um, but the multiplayer is fun. I'm having a ton of fun in the ranked. They have a, they come out with a free-to-play beta um, <laughs> and, and to have a ranked... Uh, uh, I, I can't remember a ranked playlist, but having a ranked area to play in that is with the game out of the gate that is working well. That seems great as far as progression, um, was a huge plus. Uh, I, I don't play, I'm not super competitive, um, gave up those dreams a while ago. <coughs> God damn, dude. I'm not the super competitive player, but now there's a ranked mode. It's kind of reinvigorated those flames of, of wanting to grind out in that mode and play it. Uh, and again, it just goes back to the feeling. I feel like I'm playing against people of equal or higher caliber than me. So wins mean more. Losses are tough, but it happens. And, uh, you know, I'm having a ton of fun with that. I went, did my 10 placement matches, went in there. Um, I think I started on gold... I started on gold five or six and um, I'm sitting at diamond, just made it to diamond one the other night. Uh, so we're grinding, we're grinding to onyx. I think I want to do a live series of that. If I really believe I can get through diamond <laughs> to get to onyx. Uh, obviously I've seen a lot of streamers doing the same thing, um, but you know, to try to make it in there and see if I can hang and see if I can make it in there or see how long it would take to make it in there. Um, but yeah, to be in the diamond ranking right now feels great. I love playing it. I love it because it's starkly different from the usual and, and what, you know, you get in Call of Duty. I mean, it's the easiest comparison. Most people are playing that first person. Some are playing Battlefield, but the Battlefield players like the tactical movements, but they, you know, those two games kind of do similar things. Um, whereas Halo, you know, bringing back, getting back into the feel of like, having to shoot an enemy shields down first and then critical damage kicks in after that um, just makes for better gunfights and better teamwork too because now in 4v4s you really need four succinct team members to go against the other team and it's going to come down to whoever whoever has the better communication whoever can play as a team better and who can win those gunfights um, so if you don't know you know, with Halo, everyone has a shield. So no matter where you hit the enemy player on the body, the, the shield is going to do the same. You know, you're doing the same damage to the shield. One shield's down. I believe it's two shots to the body will get the kill. One shot for the head will get the kill. Now, most people, I don't know if they didn't play Halo, if they forgot. Um, I mean, like me, I definitely had the time to kill. It was way messed up in my head, and it took me probably a good week, week and a half to really adjust to it. But... um but it just promotes better gunfights, right? I mean, if you if you have to hit more shots to get the kill, then you have to be able to hit those shots, meaning you have to be more skilled in shooting and aiming and using your arsenal, which is another thing it does. It's not just my primary versus your primary. It might be my primary versus yours, and then maybe a, a swap to secondary because reloading is going to take too long. And then while I have to get a reload off or I have to get my shields back, we can use grenades to either get the kill, weaken your shields, keep you at a distance, cover whatever. There's so many uses for grenades, the lethal grenades, um, that usually those are really whipped across the map or maybe every now and then you, you need to throw one to, to get the kill. 
Um, in Halo, these lethals are are huge. Whether you know you're sticking a opponent with a plasma, you're using frags um, to either start or finish the fight or get some cover, or whatever it is. Um, and then you have the more tactical power ups, which are all fun. I love. Oh, I'm forgetting what it was. Um, this happens. I forget what things are. Grapple. I don't know if it's called the grapple, but you get what I mean. If it's not the grapple, then it's got to be close, but it's got to be the grapple, right? I don't know. The grapple shot is the funnest thing, if that's what I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> uh, the physics with that is so fun of bending corners, of you know, either getting into a fight or trying to leave it, even though most of the times I try to use it to get out of a fight. I'm still getting killed, but I think it's I'm waiting too long. Obviously, if I don't have shields, I'm already red barring. Trying to get out when I can get one more shot will kill me is, is not a good plan. So um it, it's just fun to move around the map with that um i i also like another power up but i can't even think of that name the grapple i've been using a lot and it took me that long to think of the name so i'm just gonna move past um the tactical power-ups i mean again everything is just useful to win a, and we're talking about winning a single gunfight i'm not even talking about to to get a team wipe to win a one-on-one -on -one situation i need to be able to hit with my primary have my secondary prepared for whatever I might have as a secondary. If I don't have a secondary, how am I going to use my tactical and my lethal options to either finish this fight or to give me a break in the fight to get my shields back, to get reloaded, to reset? Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. And then power-ups. Power-ups are really going to fight, but power-ups in, in the team dynamic are huge. Um, and it just it reduces the, you know... The ability to have one very strong teammate carry a whole team. It can happen still. And if those very good Halo players come out, it's going to happen. Just less likely. Like in COD, one player might be able to keep getting team wipes and really keep them pinned. And the other guys just need to get a couple kills or just not die. Halo, you got to deal with it. If you have, you know, a very good player on your team, you don't need to be that great. But you still need to. You know, you're still going to need to win your gunfights. You're still going to need to do some things to add to the team. So in Halo, it feels like everyone just has to kind of figure out what their role is and execute that for the team to get a win, whether you're playing straight-up Slayer or objective-based games. Um, I I like Oddball. I know it's been getting some hate. I've, I've been seeing some hate with Oddball. I, I like Oddball, but I think it's because I tend to pick up the Oddball and want to run with it more. And even though I know you're not, you know, you're not getting killed, I'm not trying to bash too many people. I, it's the most exciting thing. I don't have, you know, you don't really have a way to fight with the ball. You can drop it and, and fight, but while you're carrying, you're mainly relegated to just carrying the oddball and relying on your teammates. So me trying to, you know, get around a map with this oddball and getting us points is way more exciting of a thing for me than most other things. I love kills. I love fights, but for some reason right now, I'm really enjoying oddball. Uh, I've been seeing that get a lot of uh, a lot of negative reviews and negative attention. If people just don't want it, that's fine. Uh, but I I'm having fun with it. Um, strongholds are are fine too. I just want to get across the points of people that I, I tend to match up with when I jump in by myself. That um, there's three three points in strongholds. You only need two to get points. So if you get two, then your your objective should be to defend those two points you get. And obviously, I know you might need to rotate the third one if they get taken. You know, there's all these situations. But generally, you have two. Protect those two. I see people way too many times. We get A, we get B, and then I'm going back to A to defend and say, hey, two stay back at B, and then the three guys are pushing to C. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> why are we all pushing C right now? Uh, so yeah, there's little things, but um, but three four three did a great job. I'm I'm more excited. I I feel like Halo we have a really really solid base and a great rank system. I want to try to get into, I want to try to get into some tournaments. I want to try to really, really put my all into becoming a good Halo player or a great Halo player, um, because I'm just having the most fun with it at this point. And I feel like three four three has some content plans to give us that that is going to be make this game even better as time goes on so i really think halo infinite could be the game over the next year that we're we're getting new content releases for and um and that they're going to kind of keep giving these you know giving us these things to keep us invested and, and keep adding to what already feels good so um i don't foresee them completely dropping the ball you never know um, but I'm excited for it. It feels good. It feels like it's 2007, 2008 for me again, where where I've, I've got that Halo bug, and I hope I can really ride this way for a long time. Um, so, you know, definitely more videos, more lives coming from that on YouTube and things. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is hopefully, I don't know, you know, I don't know how popular a game this is. So while I'm not playing first-person shooters, while I'm not, what are the other games I'm playing? <laughs> So first-person shooters right now just happen to be the most games released between the three I talked about earlier. I love shooter games. They're fun. Generally, all those games are the ones that I stay the most social with my friends with, and that's kind of the glue to those games. Then we have the RPG games, which are fun solo experiences. Sometimes you get co-op or multiplayer, but generally, if I'm playing an RPG, I'm just going to play it solo. Um, that's your 10-year run of Skyrim and things like that that I kind of play on my off time or what I just really want to kind of use it to kind of mellow out. And uh, then another genre I really love is um, a mixture. It's it's a blend of two because depending on the game, I, I like it. Uh, survival or horror survival is a genre that I absolutely love. And again, that's a one that I'm more or less playing on my own, um, mainly because my friends play on console. I play on PC. I have a couple PC friends and we, we play these games together sometimes, but these are the games that really get my hyper focus on when I just want to jump in and and either be scared and, and get the adrenaline running or just kind of see what stuff I can build and what I can do in this game. It's sandboxy. It's open world. You know, you have these other mechanics there like food, water, energy. You need sleep. You need to do these important things to keep going. And you're just there to kind of build and survive, whether that's just against normal conditions or against enemies whether they're foreign or animals or in like the horror genre case, some cannibals or things like that. Uh, so a game that I want to plug in and give a lot of shout out to because they nailed it is um, Icarus. Um, <clears throat> it's a survival game. Premise of the game is that, um, it's a col I guess a colony? I don't know if it's, I don't know. We're in the exploration phase. It's called the first cohort, first cohort. Uh, exploring a new planet so very on point for what's going on in the world right now uh, basically this planet was uh, infused I don't know if that's the right word but um, a lot of all the life forms on this planet were you know the DNA from earth was taken put into this planet so that it could become more habitable for humans and we could figure out a way to live there mine it for whatever is useful um, and make you know colonies on this planet and so in this first development of this game you're you're part of the first explorers to go to this planet where the agency running 
the whole organization is giving you access and permissions to certain parts of the planet. Uh, so there's a couple of different modes you could do with it. You can play multiplayer up to eight players, which is a cool concept, which I love in survival. Um, which I'm trying to get some players for uh, because you can build a lot. You can really, I mean, you could do a lot. If you want to do combat, you can really take it on. Um, and it's not as scary or, or as hard as it can be solo. If you want to build, obviously, you can build these great structures because you have multiple people working all at the same time to really get it going. And uh, and then it's, a, it's a, one of those games where you just have a lot more time to really focus on the social interaction between the between players if you're playing with new people to get to know each other and develop kind of these friendships which is a cool thing to do in games it's not like a shooter where you're mainly talking about the game and pointing out people and saying hey you know behind this wall or behind this building or in here where it's more fast-paced this game could be more leisure and then something big happens and you have to coordinate but in between those big events you're kind of sitting there shooting the, shooting the crap and, and talking with each other, which is fun to do with new players or your friends that want to play that game. Uh, so the Icarus Survival game, uh, it just dropped not too long ago. They had a great beta. They did like seven to ten beta weekends before. I can't really remember. Um, but they they basically let you try out phases of the game as they got closer to the release date, and we got a full release. Uh, not immune to your usual bugs, glitches, but I, you know, I follow them on Twitter. They've been doing a great job of releasing the patch notes of saying, hey, communities told us about this. We're on it. Here's the fix for that. Here's how we use this thing. And it just develops a really tight uh, relationship between Rocketworks, who made the game, and you know, the community playing it. Um, I wish I had numbers for you to tell me how many people are playing the game, where, where it is. You can find it on Steam. Uh, it's a PC game. And it looks beautiful. So we have a game that's very playable. <laughs> you know, the functions of the game work as intended in a survival open world crafting game. But also, it is beautiful. They just did a, an awesome job with the landscape. You can explore desert terrain. You can explore forest terrain. There's arctic terrain. You can do a free build mode where you just get a little plot of land to drop in. There's no enemies or anything. So you can just free to build and kind of develop to get some practice or unlock some stuff there. But then you also have missions where you where you go into more hostile areas that really kick in the survival aspect, um, having to defend as well as do the usual things to survive. There's missions to either recon new areas or uh, get certain distractions, or you know there you know there's been reports of this animal killing a bunch of other explorers. You're sent in to deal with it, um, and it's a fun concept. The the missions are kind of newer for the way they do the missions are a little bit newer than I've experienced in survival games. Because usually you drop in and the point of survival and whatever the enemies are you're fighting against and you want to open, craft, build, build your base, build bases, build your defense and, and defeat it. And then there's really, the end game is really like just play it until you want to start a new one or you don't want to play it. This game, you have craftables in game while you're surviving, but then you have a whole other crafting menu that you... can unlock things with currency that you get from completing missions. So you drop in. You do a mission, you get your currency, you come out, you research some objects that you can take in with you on future missions. So that's either a better spacesuit, because again, we're on another planet. Oxygen is not there, so you're in a whole spacesuit. Um, and it just it allows you to start wherever the next mission is, or I assume they're going to have even more missions unlocked as it goes on, um, to start with better gear, which obviously will help. Um, I'm only, I, I just hit level 20. I think I don't even know how high up the levels go, but I, I just hit 20. Um, haven't been putting as much time or effort I want into the game. So there's a lot going on, but I definitely want to do a series of streaming it. I might just pick up where I am right now 
and drop in some missions and kind of show that and then maybe start a new character where we can really do some building because that game is one that i'm going to want my my creative building face to just kick it into high gear and and build some cool fortresses i'm already seeing a lot of pictures on the discord for their game that have make me jealous of the structures of what people are already building and how high levels they're at so i want to get in there i want to add my aspect to it and um and just really enjoy it and i you know i know it's a survival game and it doesn't sound like it would be relaxing you know because you're fighting to survive all the time <coughs> you're fighting survival all the time needing food water keeping your energy up while building shelter while fight i mean there's storms in this game too i forgot to mention that the storms are awesome whether it's just some light winds a little bit heavier winds or rain or you see the storm tracker thing on your screen and it's just like lightning you know red for all the lightning that's about to come and you're afraid because of things like fires are going to happen and um you know while that all that's happening while you're surviving it's super relaxing the way the nature sounds the music track behind it's beautiful and it just really allows that immersion to really just be in the world and and feel like you're there um, and if I wasn't using a mouse and a keyboard to click and point things, and this was like a VR, like this, this would be an amazing VR experience. Um, so if, if you're into it and you have a PC, go on steam. I'm not sure where I just downloaded off steam. So it could be on maybe Epic games or wherever else it might be. Um, but Icarus, uh, I C R A U S. <coughs> yeah. But check out Icarus, um, super fun game, play your own pace great solo game if you play it solo great multiplayer if you find some friends or lobbies to join um and they and they have plans to really keep adding to this to this game the what's out right now is the first phase of what they have at least right now is three um which i can only assume is more craftables more levels more missions uh and a game that has released that is has been being taken care of as it should super fun to play out the gate um and again it's definitely worth a lot of time so check out my youtube channel for for videos on that as well i'm officially an entire hour late <laughs> to the gaming session tonight with my friends so uh if you guys are watching that i appreciate y'all and thanks for listening to the podcast this is episode one uh this is going to be a weekly release so check me out every thursday wherever you get podcasts this is distributed through anchor so uh wherever you have podcasts that's where you should find tc and the studio uh where you'll just get to hang out with me in here check me out tc studios on youtube uh tc studios on tiktok as well if you want to see my funny side instagram you can find me at tc gaming studios same on twitter if you want to interact with any of there i am open and then um next week i'm going to do a little bit dive into the metaverse talk about vr what metaverse what facebook is rolling out but also the concept of metaverse and kind of where can that go I need to Google. I need to do a lot of Googles between now and then. So I'm giving myself a week for that whole episode just on that. So check out episode two coming at you next Thursday. And I appreciate you.